Kanban on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Hi there and welcome to the new episode of Instagram Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and today I'm extremely honored to be talking to energetic, bright, and talented digital marketer and content creator, Jason Fliegel. Jason is the founder of the international blogging platform Converge and founder and chief executive officer of the consulting and learning company Catalyst Brand Group. He is also a previous host of the Grow Like a Pro show and the content marketing manager for Motava. Jason helps brands define and clarify who they are, helps them make more money with what they do and how they do it, and better serve the people they are trying to serve. So Jason, welcome to Instagram Growth Podcast. Thank you, Anna. I'm so excited to be here and I'm really excited to share some helpful uh, info and resources for your listeners. Yeah, thanks for coming. By now, you are very successful at what you do, but how did that all start? So please share your story. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it, uh, success is relative to me, <laughs> as, <laughs> as it is for most people. But, um, you know, in my mind, I haven't really attained what I'm trying to get to yet. But, uh, you know, I'll share a little bit about my story. Um, and I'm sure Anna will talk a little bit more about, um, you know, where I want to go for the future future too, especially with what I'm involved in today. But yeah, I uh, actually started out um, planning on going to become a physician. So I went to college oh. for uh, biology pre-med. Um, I was accepted into medical school and dental school, uh, but I ended up not doing that because I, during school, I fell in love with uh, consulting. So I worked with a number of different um, nonprofits and small businesses and uh, from there, it kind of expanded the clients that I was working with. I started out doing this as a, a second year college student, a sophomore, um, and it really expanded from there. The clients really uh, were impressed with the work that I did, which was primarily like research um, in social issues and putting that information, that content in a really like interactive way that they could use on their websites, they could use on their social media platforms, and they could use at um, like in-person events that they did. And um, by word kind of getting out, my name got around to different people and I started to get more clients. And at the same time, I was accepted into medical school and I was like, eh, I really want to explore this whole consulting thing. Um, <laughs> I, I loved, I grew up in a medical family. I have uh, nine other siblings, actually, so a very big family. And, um, you know, most of them are in the medical field. My dad's a dentist. So, you know, I grew up working in his office and, and that whole world. So it was, it was different for me to kind of step out from medicine and do something different. Um, and I have absolutely never looked back since. So from saying uh, no to medical school and dental school, I just taught myself computer programming. So I learned how to do some Ruby on Rails, WordPress development, um, JavaScript development, worked at a number of different digital agencies in the Columbus, Ohio area. Um, and then I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch as at their home office as one of their e-commerce web developers. Uh, and that was the time when 
uh, ANF did a huge rebranding launch. Uh, so I was a part of the team that actually helped do that. Um, and then they migrated the two websites, the kids website and the adults together. And I was a part of the team that did that too. So it was really cool to have that experience. But, um, in the Christmas season, the holiday season, um, they didn't have as much sales and I was relatively new to the company. So they ended up letting me go, um, Within a week, I talked to my network. Again, I have, I'm blessed to have a lot of people that I've worked with in the past. I let them know, hey, I'm looking for something new. Uh, within a week, I became the digital director of a company called Story Builders out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Bill Blankshane's the founder of that company. I was his right-hand man to really help grow the company. Uh, it was primarily content, authentic story-driven content was really the heart of the company. So worked with a lot of um, authors to ghostwrite and publish their books. But then in addition to that, you know, build out content for their website, their social media uh, platforms. And then we also developed a lot of course content. So uh, working with story builders, that was when we, um, I had the opportunity to work with John Maxwell, um, the Ziegler Corporation, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. So a lot of really high, high, highly recognized brands and you know, very large world renowned organizations too. And we also worked with small businesses as well. Um, but, you know, I, I helped Bill grow that company. We did a lot of amazing projects. Uh, we did the secrets of closing the sale masterclass with Kevin Harrington. Um, and I believe in 2018, that was uh, one of the top 10 most successful online course launches. So I'm really oh, proud to have congratulations. that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really proud to have that, um, you know, kind of in my uh, uh, track record. Um, and then, you know, Bill and I, after about a year and a half with, with story builders, uh, we ultimately wanted different things for the company. So I parted ways with him, um, and joined another agency in, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Genesis marketing group. I was a business growth strategist with them. So I pretty much handled a lot of the sales, a lot of the, being the face of the company. And that's when, um, Adam Bankhurst, the chief strategy officer, and I, we went together to create our own podcast. So Adam's actually really, he's like a world-recognized gamer. Uh, he he writes for IGN, the one, of, one of the world's largest gaming websites, uh, if not the largest. I think it might be the largest, but uh, he has experience <laughs> doing podcasting. He's got a few different shows, and I'm like, you know, I've helped uh, marketing um, behind the scenes of different podcasts before, but I've never done um, you know, my own show as a host, why don't we do it together? And that became grow like a pro. So it was a show all about interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners all over the world. Um, we did it for about a year and I was really impressed with the growth. I mean, we went from zero listeners all the way up to, I think about two to 3000 monthly listeners at oh. the end of a year. And we got featured by iHeartMedia as an up-and-coming uh, podcast in like the business entrepreneurship space. Um, so, I mean, it was a lot going on. I was really happy about the show. But um, my wife and I went down to Florida. And my, my sister lives in uh, a part of Florida near Daytona Beach area. And we got back to Ohio and the weather's just horrible. I, I, I grew up as a, uh, a swimmer. I was like a nationally ranked swimmer. My two brothers are actually, um, 
some of the fastest swimmers in the country. So I love water and I've always wanted to live near the ocean. And we got back to Ohio and I'm like, I said to my wife, why haven't we moved down to Florida? You know, we already work remotely from, you know, wherever we're at. Why don't we just go down there? It's a much better fit for our lifestyle. And uh, she's like, I'm just waiting for you. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, let's make this happen. So that we started the process. I talked with Genesis, uh, the, the agency, and they were really good about it. I ended up doing some uh, like co- contract work for them after we moved down to Florida, but we ultimately ended parting, uh, parting ways. Um, I've got my own company now. Um, as And as you mentioned, I, I do a lot of consulting work, but I also work with a, a company called uh, Motava out of Silicon Valley. So, you know, Motava's an amazing uh, agency, marketing agency, and they also have an IT company and a custom software development company. So I'm the content marketing manager with them. So I manage a lot of the content marketing that happens for different clients. Uh, We work uh, all over the world. We've got a location in uh, Croatia, a location, uh, again, in Silicon Valley, um, and I, we've got one in uh, Ukraine as well. So pretty much, you know, world uh, worldwide operations and the team is absolutely incredible. I mean, I don't know about you, uh, Anna, but, um, you know, in, in marketing agency industry, it's about one out of 10 is actually good at what they do. <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of the other ones kind of just take advantage of businesses and business owners, which is really unfortunate. But, you know, I like to say that we not only can talk the talk, but we can also walk the talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's really impressive. You see, you already now have a long journey that brought you to the place you are now, and I'm sure that your journey will only continue. But we'll speak about your future goal for sure a bit later, okay? So let's now speak more about content creation as you are kind of a pro in that. I believe that all marketers know that content is the king that helps you attract new followers in social networks, then convert them to customers. And content, good content can also help you keep people, keep people engaged and make them stay with you for long. So my question is how to create this content that sticks out and is really authentic? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a great question because, you know, a lot of um, companies right now are, are doing a lot of research into how they can do more content marketing. I think the uh, most recent, like, uh, statistics I just read that uh, Life Marketing put out, a really great um, expert in the in the industry, but they talked about how I think around 65% of companies are actually looking over the next few years to ramp up their content marketing. So in terms of like where they want to invest their money for marketing spend, uh, content marketing is huge. So, you know, content marketing, uh, like you mentioned, people like to say content is king, but I like to say the right content is king (laughs) because you can just put out content all day long, but if it's not the right content, you know, it's not going to move the needle, get the results that you're looking for. So, um, I, I like to start with the process of um, uh, really getting to know the brand identity. So um, people like Donald Miller from StoryBrand talk about this, but uh, they create a brand script. So really, it's, um, you know, as the brand, you're the hero. 
and you are, well, you have a particular hero that you want to help, and you're going to be the guide that helps this hero on a particular journey. And that's really all it is, is you define as the guide, how do you help this hero along the journey? You know, a hero, uh, just like any story uh, that we're familiar with, they go through different challenges, they, they face these different things, they have different steps along the way that they kind of follow in their journey. But as the guide, what are you giving to them that's going to help them overcome their challenges and get them to that final destination? So that's really what a brand script is. It's that idea of, you know, who is your ideal customer? Who's your ideal client that you want to connect with? Uh, Maybe you're a nonprofit, you know, who's your ideal audience, your community that you're trying to connect with, and then reverse engineer that. So that's usually the process I start with is helping brands build a, um, a brand script. And of course, you know, um, I, 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 I lead and display uh, trust, authenticity, um, and vulnerability to clients I work with because, uh, and it's really unfortunate that you have to say that actually today <laughs> uh, because, you know, people like to take advantage of, of uh, other companies. They like to lie, unfortunately, but, you know, you can tell pretty quickly when you talk to people if they're authentic and genuine and trustworthy. So that's another big thing is uh, I'm looking for those kind of cues too, because that actually is a reflection of the brand when you go to do the content creation. So, you know, little nuances like that of a brand are actually really, really important. So, you know, the brand script, and then from there, I usually um, think about, okay, what are the pieces of pillar content? So, you know, Gary V is a big uh, voice right now talking about his Gary V content strategy. Um, I was using it, you know, before he was using it, a bunch of other people were using it too, but he kind of packaged it in a nice package to communicate it with people. But simply, it's pillar content, uh, micro content, and social content. So pillar content's big pieces of content like keynotes, um, podcast episodes, long sh- uh, long form video content, micro contents like uh, blog posts, um, short form video, short form audio. Um, and then social is, of course, your social media posts. But it's the process of breaking the pieces down. So you've got pillar content that are big pieces and you break it down into, you know, a handful of micro content pieces and then even more social pieces. So like for me and my experience, I can take three or four pieces of pillar content and have enough content for blog posts and social media for about, depending on how much you're posting and sharing um, about four months, six months, and potentially even a year. So, you know, it's you do the work really high quality first um, with the with creating the pillar content and you have a balance between two main areas, the technical SEO and the authentic uh, aspect of connecting with the ideal customer, because in our world, um, you know, you have to be able to rank technically on Google and the other search engines, but you also have to have the content be authentic to connect through to, you know, that person you're trying to connect with in the first place. So there's a lot of noise out there today. But if you do the content authentically, um, it's going to cut through all that noise. And also the technical SEO, when people are searching in search engines, it's going to show up for them. So maintaining a balance like that is really important. Um, And there's not really that many people uh, maintaining that balance today. More people are catching on that that's important, but um, you know, we're I think we're just at the very early stages of the importance of that. So, um, yeah, that's usually the process I follow, and in most cases, you know, the results that we can see 
um, I, it's about six to 10 times the conversions, the engagement that you're going to see uh, when you follow that kind of process. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do just kind of, I call it the content mill. You know, they just, <laughs> they just produce tons of content and hope some of it sticks. But I like to have a more strategic approach and a very systematic approach that, you know, starts at the heart of who you're really trying to connect with. And then from there, it's a line, you know, it, you, you go, it's a step, uh, stepwise system. From there, you just create the content, you rework it, edit it based on analytics. And then for future reference, you know, you change thing and be, uh, and change things and are like, oh, this piece of content did really well. Let's um, dial more into that. Or this one didn't work so well. Let's dial that back and probably not do that or do a little bit more testing. So that's, you know, content marketing to me in a nutshell. And then also the kind of the process I like to follow to give the, the clients or the customers the results they want. Yeah, I totally love this approach. And I know from my own experience from working on Combin that creative, valuable, useful and engaging content is not an easy thing to do. So you shouldn't just post everything that comes to your mind. But if you think on it, if you spend some time on it, some effort in the end, it's still worth it. Yeah. You know, many people associate creating this kind of sticky and outstanding content with too much time, too much effort and too much money that they spend on it. But what then about benefits? What can be the editorial and commercial benefits of creating interactive content? Yeah, well, that's what you just mentioned there, Anna, is uh, uh, that people think that this is going to be really expensive and it takes tons of time to do. Now, depending on what, like the volume that you're looking to do, it could be a lot. Like the secrets of closing the sale masterclass, that was <laughs> 20 plus hours of video content that we did. So, you know, Kevin Harrington, because of what we did, he's got years worth of content to use. <laughs> um, but like right now, some of the clients I work with, you know, I'm, I'm working with a, a UFC fighter and, um, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of pieces of content, but, you know, I probably do once a month, one piece of pillar content creation. And then, you know, either me or a virtual assistant that I have will then repurpose the content for email drafts, uh, social media posts, website content. So, you know, in terms of my time involved, it's actually very minimal. You know, I do the higher level strategy. I do the bullet points of what's really important for the brand voice of the client that I'm working with. And from there, it's just a matter of repurposing it. So, um, it's really not that expensive. And I think um, if I remember the numbers correctly, it's about uh, content marketing compared to like doing other forms of paid advertising and other forms of digital marketing um, is actually going to save you 65% of your marketing budget, but it's actually going to get you about the same results or even better results. So, you know, if you do this right, it's really going to work well. Um, you know, you look at any leaders today, like I'll use a few examples, Tony Robbins, um, Ty Lopez, the, the Lamborghini guy here in my garage. I love his videos. <laughs> um, you know, um, Russell Brunson from uh, ClickFunnels. You go to their website, you can immediately see how they're doing this kind of um, uh, content marketing process. So they 
produce regular uh, pillar content. Of course, Tony's got his keynote speeches, his YouTube videos. Uh, he partners up with Dean Graziosi a lot to do live webinars. That's Dean's and Tony's pillar content. And they just repurpose that into all these different pieces of content. So, you know, they transcribe it. It becomes email copy. They um, it becomes landing page copy. It becomes social media posts. So, really, if you follow this kind of strategy, um, I like to call it my catalyst content formula. Um, you're going to be able to not only get uh, create really high, highly valuable content for your ideal customer, but you're also going to get the results that you're looking for. Um, and if you tie in the technical SEO with it people are going to be able to find it when they're searching too. So yeah, I mean, in terms of results that you can expect, uh, if you do it right, you're going to get a lot of, you're going to get really good results. I mean, with Kevin Harrington, for example, we use this same approach. Um, you know, we of course had affiliate manager um, and worked with uh, some of the people I just mentioned as affiliates to promote the course, you know, in one week we did um, I think about $2.8 million in sales. So, you know, it, it can be done really well if it's done right. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that there is just no limits in, to the ways you can benefit from this interactive content development. Yeah. And no matter whether you are a startup looking for some ways to target or maybe retain potential con consumers, or you are an established organization that can explore new methods of interacting with your audience, because first of all, it helps you increase engagement then also obtain some relevant data about your customers, for example. And moreover, interactive content can not only give you some more room for creativity, but you can also create some lasting content that will be appreciated for years to come, kind of evergreen content. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing I, I like to, uh, I, I heavily push what the people I work with is, you know, evergreen content. And I hate that because there's a difference, you know, um, that you have to say that there's a difference because in my mind, you know, if you, if you create content that's truly valuable, it should always be evergreen depending on what you're talking about. I mean, obviously like if you're totally focusing in on um, an Instagram algorithm or a Google algorithm today, you know, that's going to change obviously. But um, you know, when it's something that's truly valuable, like um, a product or service that you're delivering to people, you know, that should be evergreen, um, or you're walking through, you know, the benefits, um, features and benefits of this product or service that should be evergreen, you know, it shouldn't change too much as you develop through, um, you know, growing the company, growing your business, it shouldn't change too much. But that's evergreen contents, they call it evergreen for a reason, you know, it's going to be valuable for many years to come. Yeah. You know, my area of expertise is Instagram, so I spend much time there. And from time to time, I often see some business profiles from all over the world who just started out. Uh, their profiles have about 300 to 500 followers, not so many posts, no stories, no stories, highlights. And I understand that these accounts are abandoned, so their owners couldn't make it through with content creation or keeping the audience engaged or for some other reasons, I don't know. So why do you think most companies and businesses fail and no matter what social network they try to build a presence on? Yeah, so most of it comes down to, um, you know, it's kind of that spaghetti throwing at the wall uh, <laughs> area. Yeah, they, they try to just create posts to create posts. But um, if the posts are not 
geared for the right demographic, number one, it's not even going to be in front of the right people. Number two, you know, if they're not tagging, if they're not using the right hashtags, if they're not even, if the content isn't even valuable in the first place, it's not going to, it's not going to do anything for them. So, you know, there's, it depends on the particular client or business that you're looking at. But um, in most cases, you know, it, it comes down to a few, few main problems. So, they don't have any clear direction or clear action for people to take when they look at the posts. So, you know, there's on Instagram, it's, it's definitely different compared to other social media platforms, but you know, you want to have probably about 25 to 35% of business focus, conversion focus content. The rest should just be, you know, focusing on like feel good content um, content that sparks uh, engagement, like um, asking questions, oh, sharing a positive quote, that kind of thing. Because, you know, if you're doing totally um, focused on sales content, no one likes to be sold to. Um, ever, actually, everyone likes to be sold to if it's done the right way. But uh, <laughs> if, uh, if, it, if they can tell it's being sold to in the wrong way, uh, people won't engage with it. So, you know, I, I go back to, again, the catalyst content formula, kind of that process I just shared. It's, you know, look at your brand identity and there should be a, um, a few themes that you identify in there. Okay, then create a content calendar from that. How much do, how many times do I want to post? What kind of posts are ideal for my, you know, customer demographic, my client demographic that I'm trying to go after? And, you know, if you don't know, I highly recommend doing something that uh, Ryan Levesque from the Ask Method created. It's called the DDS, the Deep Dive Survey. So you actually survey, you know, a broad audience. And from there, you it's about 10 questions. But from the survey results, you don't call it a survey. Um, you lead with, you know, when it comes to blank, what is the ju- uh, greatest challenge you face in blank? So, you know, with Ke- uh, Kevin Harrington, with the Secrets of Closing a Sale uh, Masterclass, we did, when it comes to selling your product or service, what is the greatest challenge you face when communicating that? Or an example of that is, uh, is what we tried. You know, we got about, um, I think, five to 6,000 submissions from that service of a like one to two million uh, email size. So actually a really good conversion. Um, and from there, we used those answers of the survey to frame the content that we delivered and to frame the social media posts that we delivered. So things like that, you know, and if, if you can't get someone to do the survey for free, then throw in, you know, some kind of incentive. Here's a gift card. If you just do this survey for me, uh, don't call it a survey, just, you know, share your feedback, some, something like that. Uh, no one likes to fill out surveys, so you'll get a really yeah. low conversion rate if you call it a survey. Um, but from there, that frames the kind of content that you create. So if you can do that, that's what I would start with, number one. And then number two, the actual post uh, creation, you know, it's got to be connected to the brand. It's got to be engaging. It needs to look professional. Um, you know, some brands are more quirky, so that's totally fine to do more of a non-professional look. Again, it comes back to the brand identity. So it needs to reflect the themes there. And then the technical side, you know, got to have that right hashtags. Got to, if it's relevant to tag a location, definitely tag a location. Um, and then tag particular users, particular followers, particular influencers, you know, that you're trying to get um, this content in front of. And then 
for sure engage as people like and comment on the 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 posts because the more engagement you have the more the post is going to be showing up to other people um and then you know of course look at the analytics so dial into what's working what's not working test it out refine it and go from there yeah thank you for such a detailed response jason have you personally ever thought about giving it all up on social media with consulting with content creation i mean what was your biggest failure and what made you still continue doing your job yeah a great question so i mean i i fail every day um and <laughs> a lot i'm so we all do and you know i think that that's really important to realize because The more you fail, the more you can learn from your mistakes and errors and, and make improvements. So I think that's one of the biggest lies or misconceptions we have or are being told today is, you know, failure is bad. But, you know, I'm a when I was growing up, I loved to read biographies, autobiographies of, you know, quote unquote, successful people. So I would read these and I'd be like, what the heck? These people failed like all the time but they learn from those failures and continue to persist so persistence is actually one of the biggest secrets that you need is you fail get back up again learn from your mistakes don't make those mistakes again or try not to do it again but <clears throat> don't be afraid to keep trying and doing what you what you want to do find someone in a position who's doing what you want to do learn from them Don't repeat the same mistakes that they could. That immediately uh, uh, reduces your learning curve. And then go for forward from there. So, I mean, one of my biggest failures, um, you know, there's been many. Of course, when you go uncharted in a different journey, like for me, my family was from medicine. So I knew all the different paths that I could take. It was easy for me. You know, I worked in my dad's office and people were like, oh, man, I can't wait to have you as my, as my dentist, you know, when you become a dentist. And I'm like, you know, I don't think that's the right fit for me. I love to serve people. I love medicine, but I want to serve people from a larger scale. I want to do worldwide influence. And I really do believe I have skills and gifts to help do that. But, you know, my biggest failures have been through life experiences like that. You know, I like to try different things and see if it works out. And if it doesn't work out, I pivot and move forward. One of my biggest mistakes uh, or errors that I learned from was the Secrets of Closing a Sale Masterclass. We were doing that project. And, you know, I had, uh, I mentioned the survey. I set up the survey with the tech tool that we were using. And I set it up incorrectly. And an email went out to about 500 or 600,000 emails. So a really large audience size. And it was completely wrong. So I had to quickly, you know, put put a apology letter together, send it back out to the audience, say, hey, really apologize. This was not meant to be sent out right away. You know, things like that. It's, um, and again, even today, there's errors that I go through where, you know, there might be typos or uh, something in a post. Okay, just fix it, get it fixed and move on. You know, it's not something that needs to be something that you dwell on. And, you know, for me, giving this kind of work up, um, I, I, I don't know if I ever could, just because I'm such a passionate person about just helping people overcome their challenges and be fulfilled in whatever it is that they're trying to be fulfilled in. You know, I, I love to create things. I'm just a natural creator. 
And I like to write, I like to deliver valuable information to people that are going to get them from where they are to where they want to go. So, you know, if I wasn't in consulting, um, say I became a doctor, I'd still be doing the same thing as a doctor to be completely transparent with you. You know, I'd still have a side business or something where I might have a blog or something where I was delivering value to, to people uh, just because that's who I am. I can't really, I can't really change that. You know, it's how I was uh, kind of created to be and how I function on a daily <laughs> basis. <laughs> okay. And what are your goals for the future? So I've got um, a number of things I want, I would like to accomplish. So, you know, kind of getting back to your first question, Anna, um, you know, the, I really don't feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm satisfied <laughs> or I, I mean, I'm content, but I'm not, you know, I've got a number of, I've got goals. So goal setting is really important to me. Uh, Tim Ferriss's book, four hour work week, you know, he talks about dream lines. So, you know, what are your six months, your yearly dream lines, things that you want to accomplish, um, you know, throughout the year and you regularly, regularly go back to it saying, Hey, on a daily basis, am I making progress to my goals? So for me, you know, I I'm working with Motava. Motava is one of the best marketing agencies I've ever worked with. I want to work with them long-term. I actually don't ever see myself moving on from working with them. You know, potentially I could change roles with them, um, but they're some of the best people I've ever worked with. So I don't really see myself moving on from them. So, you know, whatever future that looks like, I want to continue, um, you know, I might have projects where people are like, hey, I need a marketing company um, to work with that you trust. Well, I can refer them to Motava, you know, things like that. I definitely want to work with them uh, long term. And then, you know, I've got a blogging platform, Converge blog platform, um, convergeblog.com is just a general blogging platform. But my desire is to create um, a, a media company. I actually want to create what kind of was similar to Pixar that, you know, I want to work with other creative people to develop amazing stories that focus on sharing principles that have the uh, focus on the, the good, the true and the beautiful is what I like to say. So, you know, it's just like what C.S. Lewis did uh, with the Chronicles of Narnia and what Tolkien did with the Lord of the Rings. It's amazing, amazing stories. But at the core of it, you look through the different principles that they have in there and it's principles that we all need today, but they, w they wove it in to an amazing story and we still are obsessed with those stories today. So, you know, that's a, a big uh, thing I want to accomplish at some point in the future is uh, to, to have the, the funds to either fund it myself or work with people who have the same um, idea is to create this kind of Pixar company Uh, where we just focus on creating amazing story-driven content that is entertaining, but it also helps people live a better life. So, you know, entertainment, in my opinion, has become just focused on uh, a lot of feel-good content, but it's not like really actionable things that we can use to live a, be uh, live a better life. So that's one thing. And then You know, I'm, I'm still getting into um, the e-commerce space right now. So I'm looking at doing a few um, like drop shipping stores, a few of my own 
uh, e-commerce platforms working with like U.S. suppliers who've got amazing companies, but they just can't sell it themselves. And, you know, I'm working on deals with them to, okay, I'll create all the platforms, the functionality. All you have to do is just supply the products and do the fulfillment for me. So that's another big uh, like area I'm getting into now. I can see myself doing, you know, a lot more of that. Um, and then just general like thought leadership, you know, like these kinds of things. And I'm so excited to be on your show. Uh, but I love to do these kinds of opportunities where I just deliver value to people. I want them to be able to uh, accomplish their version of success that they want to. So, you know, I've got my own um, show, Marketing Masters. I really haven't promoted it too much yet because um, I haven't done an official launch yet. But I've just started doing some releasing some shows just to seed the content on there. But, um, you know, it's a show all about helping business owners, entrepreneurs think outside the box about their marketing. So doing that speaking, I love to speak at events and conferences. Um, and then I'm actually working on um, another book. So, you know, I did the Grow Like a Pro show for so long. I grew it. And I'm like, if I could do that once, I can do it again and help other people do that. So I'm working on a book that's going to be focused around like story driven content. So not only creating story-driven content, but how can you promote it in the most effective way possible? So that's a book I'm working on. And, you know, I want to create a whole value ladder around that. So, okay, there's the book, but there's also going to be potentially an online course, a mini course. Um, you know, I can do some service-based, uh, uh, like, opportunities for, for companies who want that. So that's another big initiative is really becoming more of a, a leader in the content marketing space rather than just kind of a doer right now. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a lot of the day-to-day -day operations right now, which is great. I love it. But, you know, I want to do more of the uh, thought leadership and really improve the industry as much as I can. I would like to promote the people that are doing content creation, content marketing in the right way and kind of minimize the people who are doing it in the wrong way. You know, taking advantage of people that are lying, that kind of thing, because uh, we need more people. Uh, we need more good people doing more good things. Yeah. Thank you for coming, Jason. Thank and you. you have so many good and really positive goals for your future. And I wish you to achieve success in every of your goal, in every of your project. Thank you so much for having me. I hope, uh, you, you know, the listeners were able to get something valuable from this. Um, I love it and really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And I also have two more questions for you. So how can my listeners get connected to you? Yeah, for sure. So um, easiest way to get connected with me, my personal website is thejasonflagle.com. So T-H-E-J-A-S-O-N-F-L-E-A-G-L-E.com. I like to say my last name's Flagle like a bagel. Uh, so, <laughs> and then, uh, if I mean, if you want to learn more about Motava, it's M-O-T-A-V-A.com. And then my blog platform, uh, convergeblog.com. Um, check that out. I'm looking for other contributors. So I actually open the platform totally up to other people who want to write or publish content, do guest, uh, guest post, uh, posting on there. So any listeners who want, want to do that too. Um, and then social media, you know, just type in my name, Jason Flagel, and most of my accounts will come up. There's only like one or two other Jason Flagels in the United <laughs> States. So I'm pretty sure you'll find me pretty quickly. So, <laughs> Okay. And one last question. So what message do you want to leave my listeners with? 
Um, I'll leave the listeners with my favorite quote uh, from Zig Ziglar. Okay. So you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I'll quickly unpack that. It really means focus on the priority of what you're doing to deliver value to other people. Um, I was just on a conversation yesterday and they were like, oh, we created this hackathon and people at the end of the hackathon were upset because they didn't get the recognition. These companies didn't get the recognition they wanted. And I'm like, that is the problem. You're (laughs) focusing on you. You're not focusing on the people you were serving. So huge. You focus on your priorities first, and that's the other person. It's uh, be others focus first, and you're going to get what you want. Deliver as much value to other people as you can, and you're going to get what you want. Yeah, thank you very much for coming, Jason. Once again, it was super energetic conversation, so I love that. Thank you, and see you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.